I'm on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, CHP, see the phenol. Hey, you. Kentucky Derby today, Leicester City. We'll, we'll get into the Leicester City uh, conversation in a little bit. Um, NBA playoffs this weekend, Canelo Khan this morning, the UFC card. I mean, a lot of stuff going on right now. 
Let's just jump right into the daily devotional, and, and this was a good one. And um, just want you guys to to listen to what I'm to what I'm about to tell you. This one comes from Second Timothy, chapter one, verses three and three through five. <clears throat> I thank God whom whom I serve with a clear conscience, the way my forefathers did, and constantly remember you in, in my prayers night and day. Longing to see you, even as I recall your tears, so that I may be filled with joy. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt dwelt in your grandfather, in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice. I and I am sure that it is in you as well. The most precious thing we can pass down to our children is our faith. The confident conviction that God is who he says he is and will all and will do all he has promised. Timothy's strong relationship with Christ didn't didn't materialize out of thin air. It grew because his mother and grandfather his mother and grandmother were godly examples. Here are ways we too can hand down a rich legacy to the next generation. First off, First off, we can teach biblical principles. Kids need to know God's views on matters such as material wealth, as in, as said in in Psalms twenty four verse one, Psalms twenty four verse one. The earth is the, the earth is the Lord's and all that it contains, the world, and who dwells in it. In a way, needs in a way, the complete needs, as in Philippians four nineteen. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And in direction in life, as said in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Let me, let me repeat that one for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean in, not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Y'all ain't hear me. Next thing you can do, model character through lifestyle, how we live, whether with transparency, peace, and perseverance, or with fear, anxiety, and self-reliance. Loudly communicate what we believe about our Heavenly Father. Another thing we can do, serve God by serving others. Got a prime example of that. A friend of mine has a homeless ministry where he goes around and he cooks for the homeless. If that ain't food for the soul, I don't know what is. Actions show our faith is real, as in James 2 and 26, which says, For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. Let me say that one more time, so that way you can understand this one. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. If we want children not to develop a self-centered perspective. Servanthood is key. 
intercede with them. Kids won't forget hearing us pray regularly for them. Another thing we can do, communicate love to them. Young people need to know we love them the way that God loves us, unconditionally rather than based on what they do and don't do. Spoken words of love breathe life into their heart. And as we affirm them for trusting God, they see that we value their spiritual growth. Now, as as parents, I'm not a parent, but you know my sisters and, and you know as parents, uncles, everybody. Tessa Villas to raise kids, but put it this way: we must be intentional about leading and inspiring our sons and daughters to follow Jesus Christ. But even people without children of their own can leave a legacy. The example to follow is Paul. Though neither married nor a natural parent, he was a spiritual father to many. As I said in 1 Corinthians 4.14-16, I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. For in Jesus, for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I exhort you, be imitators, be Im- imitators of me. Man, this right here, this gives Mother's Day a whole other meaning to me. See, it's not about just the mothers. It's about the grandmothers, the great-grandmothers, the forebears and forebears before us. What this is about. And if we can pass all this to the next generation, then, by God, man, we would have a generation of people that would be just as God-fearing, god God rang. Just think about what what we would have here. If we really live by what God is wanting us to do and what God is challenging us to do, there would be no killings, there would be no teens dying, there would be none of this other stuff that's going on. It would just be peace, happiness. And you see people living the godly way. But that's a little food for thought for you, man. So take it how you want it. Because I'm taking it the same way that that it was written out for me to take it. So. (laughs) Whew. It's a good thing to have have such high regard for God. It's a good thing to have. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you learn it later, sometimes you as long as you learn it, as long as you feel it in your heart, 
then everything's going to come out. It's going to come out just fine. We'll take a quick station break. We're going to be right back. We're going to jump right into jump right into the UFC card. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. Thanks for being a part of the show. Very exciting time in combat sports tonight. Man, you got one of the biggest boxing matches probably of 20 teams to date. Because there's other matches that are coming up in the next couple next couple of in the next six to ten weeks that's gonna that's gonna mold not only the heavyweight division, but 60, 68, 75, 47, and 54. Putting it out there just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. But first off, we're going to talk about the UFC card today uh, from Rotterdam Hall. This card, is, to me, is probably one of the deepest cards I've seen in a while. Um I would just put it this way: the heavyweight, the heavyweight co-main event are probably something that probably two fights that you probably never see if it wasn't for other circumstances. Stephen Shrove, Bigfoot Silva. Alistair Overeem, Andre Olofsky. This is is some big-time matchups. Stefan Shrew at 6'11 is one of the tallest competitors ever to fight in the UFC. Bigfoot Silva has the biggest feet of any fighter in the UFC ever. (laughs) This is a fight that could easily get these two guys back into contention for the heavyweight championship, which is going to be contested in a match uh, next month on the next pay-per-view, which I'm so excited to see. I'm finally able to see this matchup. Um, And everybody's ready to see this matchup. So, you know, everybody's ready to see. um, It's been so long since he won a championship. I can't even remember his name now. But... (laughs) But the thing about this, he's coming back. He's going to fight finally. So these are these are four fighters that are positioning themselves behind either Roy Nelson or behind Roy Nelson or even even a rematch with with um with Cain Velasquez. I mean, this is this is a big time this is a big time deal for these guys. Stephen Shrews coming off a couple losses and a couple of losses. He's like two and two in the last, in the last four four fights. And the last time he last time he fought, he he got beat up pretty bad. Bigfoot lost to Frank Mir his last time out uh, with a big time punch. Andre lost lost to Mark Hunt. Alistair Overeem, just um, now coming back from suspension uh, from steroid suspension. So. You got two. You got four fighters who are looking to prove themselves. You got one fighter that's that's trying to get himself back into the heavyweight, into that heavyweight fight, into that heavyweight. Um, all four of these guys are trying to get back in heavyweight contention. It, it's such a, such a big thing. I mean, we all know that Fabricio Verdum is gonna fight. He's gonna fight. Um, Stipe Miocic. 
it's going to be a good card. That card for UFC 198 is probably just as 198 and 199 are probably the two best cards that you'll see this year. Simply from that standpoint. But we'll, we'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks. That's that's a that's a card in the next couple of weeks. But this card here, if you want to watch it, the prelims start at 10:30 over on Fox Sports One. Um, so you can watch it while you're listening to me. Because I'm gonna be watching it while I'm while I'm talking to you about it. So, with that being said, Silver Struve, Stephen Struve, he's not much of a wrestler. He allows you to take him down, and when he takes you down, he uses his long legs, his arms, to throw elbows from the bottom, to get you in the body triangle, to set up submissions. This guy is a submission specialist who can stand up and bang with you. He may not have the chin as most of the heavyweights do, but he's got great, great technique for a big guy. He's not he's not a robot in that ring. He's not a robot in, in the octagon. So it's very, very exciting to see this fight between Bigfoot and Stephen Struve. Bigfoot, we're gonna see what kind of what kind of man he's made of. We're gonna see if his chin if his chin will get tested tonight. Stephen Struve has has a suspect chin as well, so we're gonna see who gets that first punch in. We're gonna see who who can do who's gonna use the distance, who's gonna who's gonna use distance to their advantage, who's gonna use superior ground skills to their advantage. Because both of these guys are great on the ground, but they both can stand up and bang with you all day long. So, with that being said, it's a hard fight to 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 pick. But if I'm going to pick somebody over the other, I think I would have to go with Stephen Shrew because of because of the way that he fights. He fights long. He fights strong. But he is susceptible and he is prone to getting hit in the face and in particular getting hit on the chin because he, just, he dips himself down low. He makes himself smaller. But I think if he stays higher in this matchup, use his 6'11 frame to his advantage against a guy like Bigfoot. This might be one of those fights where you might be talking about getting him back in, into into a position to where he can fight again where he can fight for a championship again. I mean does this put him in that one two position behind behind Ben Rockwell? Probably so. Does this put him in, in a position to fight Ben Rockwell? To fight the winner of Fabrizio Berdum and Stipe Miocic, possibly so. There's a lot of fights. There's a lot of fighting left to do in this division. Not only this time, not only this week, but the next couple cards. There's big heavyweight cards. There's big heavyweight fights on all those cards coming up to UFC 198, 199. So, so stay tuned. But I'm gonna go with Struve. I'm gonna go Struve. Simply because of the, simply because I think he's got better skills, not only on the ground, but I think he's got if he play if he fights tall, fights with his height as it is as an advantage, throws the kicks that he normally throws, you know, to keep you off balance. Come in, don't have his head all up in the air, get caught with something. That that's gonna be the main, that's gonna be the main thing for Stephen Struve. Is he, is he uses height. Now, we talk about Andre Alassie Al Silvering. 
This is a this is a fight where we all know what what Andre Olasky brings to the table, but Andre Olasky has evolved his game a little bit in a way that that you don't really see you don't really see as much anymore. He's added elbows to his game. He's added. He's had a bit of a ground game. He's had a bit of a ground game. He's already had a ground game, but now he's stronger on the ground. He's added wrestling to his game. He's added, like I said, he's added punches. He's throwing knees a lot more. I mean, he's he's doing everything that he needs to do to evolve himself as a fighter. Andre Olaski is a former heavyweight champion in the UFC. He has nothing to prove. Alistair Overeem, on the other hand, has a lot to prove. Because the suspension hurt him. Not only did it hurt him from a standpoint of of not getting the ring time, but will there be ring rest from Alistair Ring? I mean, we know I know he's fought since he's come back. He's fought one time, but the ring rest. What is it? What I mean? I'm really wondering about how and what's going to happen between these guys. And it, it, it's 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 an amazing that's amazing thing to see. back doing what he doing what he does best. I mean, he's got one punch knockout power. He's got he's got multiple ways to submit you. He's got I mean he's got to be in that kill that we all knew and love him for when he first got into the UFC. And this is a guy who's fought some big time fighters when he first got into the UFC. I mean, his first three fights were losses. I mean, his his M.O. is like that of Patrick Cote's, where Patrick Cote fought, he fought star after star after star in his first three fights. Andre Alassi did the same thing. He went on three in those first three fights, but he got on a tear. And which ultimately led him up to to getting a title shot against Frank Mir. And, of course, we all know what, what happened with Frank Mir at that time. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big time matchup for Andre Olasky. Two-time champion in the UFC against a guy like Alistair Overeem who throws just absolutely deadly knees, throws, throws, Excellent kicks. Has punching power. Does get a little careless with, with the way that he fights. Can get caught. Did get caught against against Bigfoot Silver where Bigfoot knocked him out. So this is this is one of those fights where Andre Olaski, who we all know has a glass chin. Alex Overeem, who doesn't have the greatest chin. But he's got punching power. He throws powerful leg kicks. He throws outstanding tie knees. I mean, it, it's almost as if you're looking at you're looking at almost number one contenders fight right here between Alex Overeem and Andre Lofsky. And it's hard for me to pick this fight because you don't want to pick against the mystique that is Andre Olasky. But you can't you can't 
not take Alex Overeem in this fight because Alex Overeem, even though he, even though he, he will be the bigger man coming into this fight, the bigger thing is, will he be the man that everybody wants him to be? Will he be that man that won't fight careless, won't fight with his hands down, actually fight with some sense, and just and just you know do all the things that make him make him a great fighter. That's that's what that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking toward. I like Alistair Over in this fight. Simply because he's a younger fighter. But I love I, I love Andre Alofsky. But do I think Andre Alofsky's back into that prime stage again? No, he won't be back in that prime stage again. But he's just you can't you can't discount him either. So but I, I will I will take Alistair Over in this fight. Simply because I think he's the more complete stand-up fighter, and I think he's got the better punching power at this age. As you know, at this age, than Arlovsky does. So that's why I'm gonna go over him. I mean, there's other there's other fighters on this card that that I'm I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see. Gunnar Nelson, uh, Gunnar Nelson is gonna be fighting tonight. He faced Tumanov. Tumanov is an animal. Jermaine Durandy. Um, a women's fighter, 135 fighter. She's a freaking, she's a genius, and she's a genius. She's she's everything that a female fighter should be. She's very very sound technique wise. She's a good wrestler, but is she ready for the big time? Not quite. So I mean, ready to see her fight a little bit. Um, some other people I'm ready to see. Horaguchi's um, fighting on this card. He's fighting Siri. Um, Edwards Waters. That's gonna be a good. That's always gonna be a good fight. Um, at one 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 forty five, I want to say one fifty five. I can't remember what weight class that is. Uh, right off, but one seventy. So I mean, like it was, it was Waters at 170. I mean, like this is gonna be a great, great, great card. This is a great card. Is it, is it pay per view quality? Not really, but it's a solid card. It's a solid card for it, for a, for a city like Rotterdam who's getting their first, their first taste of the UFC. So I mean, again, this is this is a this is a very exciting time for the UFC. They're back in Europe. Maybe they can do something with it this time. But moving on, um, we're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk Canelo versus Amir Khan and then jump into the playoffs. So stay tuned. Diggy, he got something to say. 
I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. Mm. Name is White Dog from the Zulu Nation. Told you in the jam that we could get down. Now let's knock the boots like the group H-Town. You got DVD all on your bedroom wall. But I'm above the rim and this is how I ball. A gritty little something on the New York street. This is how I represent over this here beat. Talking about you. Yo, I took you out. The sex was on my mind for the whole damn route. My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state. But I couldn't drop dimes cause you couldn't relate. told us not. But when the best series of the four series of the four series that's left is that of the OKC San Antonio series. That game went down far getting like and I'm gonna, I'll say this. San Antonio has a foothold in on the series. Even though there's one more game to be played in OKC at the Chesapeake Energy Arena. 
this is this is where it gets real difficult for OKC. You're gonna see them press a lot. You're gonna see them press a lot, lot, lot. Not pressing in terms of the defensive pressure and defense, but you're gonna see them pressing and and trying to get that game back that they gave up that they gave last night. They gave up that game last night. I mean, this is a game that that was a game they should have won last night. This is a game that was there for the for the taking there. Kawhi Leonard took over late in that game, and you had no answer for it. That's the, the big deal with, with Oklahoma City as opposed to San Antonio. San Antonio has great bench help. I mean, it's almost as if San Antonio mirrors Golden State in a way. And it also looks as if OKC mirrors Portland in a way. But Portland's deeper than OKC. Why Portland is a five seed is beyond me. Of course they play in the Pacific Division. Of course they of course they they play they didn't play as well down the stretch as the Clippers did or as or as Oklahoma City did in winning the Northwest Division or winning the in winning the Northwest Division or win, or um, in some ways winning the Pacific Division like, like Golden State did. This is one of those games here that just makes the makes the game four of this series is going to be pivotal because if Oklahoma City does not at least get one of these wins at home, it is a wrap. I mean, you got blown out of the water in game one. You got you got a fluke call where nine different calls should have been made on, on one sequence. You got lucky on there. Last night, you gave the game away by going cold late in that game. You went cold late in that game. You went cold in the third quarter. Your your top two players did not play the way that they normally play. It's just that simple. Now, you look at the other game that was last night, Cleveland and Atlanta, and you look at Look at Cleveland, the Cleveland team. That is, they they are on a mission. They are seriously on a mission. I mean, if you ask me, if you ask me. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's just. Uh, it really behooves me to think that that Cleveland is going to collapse at this point, being up three three nothing against Atlanta. But the way that Atlanta's played in this series, it makes me wonder. It really does make me wonder: is Atlanta not the Atlanta team that we thought they were? Is Atlanta not the team that we that, as they should be? Atlanta has a lot of questions to ask ask themselves in this offseason. Because it, it's inevitable that they're gonna get blown out of the water again. Uh, almost like they did last night. I mean, that game could have been a lot worse than what it was. 
question is with Atlanta now is you have cap room next year. You've got aspiring contracts. Jeff T's contract is up. Uh, Al Horford just signed. You know, Al Horford can opt out if he wanted to. Um, you locked up Schroeder for a while, but he, he he's gonna demand a, a bigger payday. So you got you got your your nucleus there, including Kyle Korver. Now. Are you gonna give these guys the money that they that they need or or they deserve? Horford has went absolutely. He's disappeared. I mean, he's just like Casper. I mean, if you if you ask me, he's just like Casper right now. You, you don't see him at all. The only good thing you saw last night was him dunking over 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 Love. Have you seen that anywhere else? Not really. I mean, yeah, we know he got a double-double last night. Yeah, we know he got 15 rebounds, 13 points, whatever. It doesn't matter. Has he shown up for all three games? No. Jeff Teague has not shown up for all three games. The only guy that you see that's actually putting in the effort to even get even get shots or even keep his team in, in it is a guy like Schroeder. And he can't do it by himself. He's a point guard. He's a he's a point guard who's playing the two when when um, Jeff Teague's on the floor, and not only is he playing the two, but he he can play the one the one a lot better than he plays the two. And this this is not a good look for the for the Hawks. They've got a lot of soul searching to do if they want to get back in the series. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Do I think they'll get one game out of this? I don't even think they get one game out of this. I really don't. I mean, I really don't see them winning another game. I mean, I just don't. I mean, you got Kevin Love rolling. You got Kyrie. Uh, you got Kyrie. That I mean, he's just like he's just like charcoal right now. He's he's burning that. He's burning right now. I mean, and then you got LeBron, who's just who's just being LeBron. You know, you can't really you can't really much about Cleveland you haven't said about Golden State this year or that you had that you said about Toronto or you said about OKC or Sac or or San Antonio. You can't really say I mean this team is on a mission. Do I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers will make the final? Yeah. Do I think that they'll make a clean a clean sweep through? No. No, 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 no. Definitely not. And you look at the you look at the Miami Toronto series, maybe the most competitive series out of the out of the four series out of the eight remaining teams that's left. And I say it like this. Toronto, that's a scrappy bunch. And yes, they are the North. We they are the North. And it makes me wonder about what could happen. Hypothetically speaking, with the way that the Toronto Raptors are, are are operating right now, we know that Montreal has wanted to get into the NBA landscape for a while. We know Toronto wants a second team, wants a second NBA team. 
We know Toronto wants a second NHL team. Toronto's a great city. Is is it is it possible for another Canadian team to come into the league? I say so. Because the way that the Canadian dollar is right now is starting to stabilize itself. The way that the Toronto Raptors are signing players and having them play up there is absolutely wonderful. Toronto is a team of there are two that could have been definitely a one seed that could have been a seed. They were Jekyll and Hyde a little bit of the season. Now they've gotten it together. And you're starting to see the fruits of that labor. You're starting to see guys like DeMar DeRozan come up. You're starting to see guys like Terrence Ross. You're starting to see guys um, Velusinius or however you say his name. I messed up his name again for the second week in a row. My bad. But anyway, point I'm trying to make is this. Toronto can beat Miami in the best of seven series. But can they sustain that? Can they sustain that now? That that's the question that I have. Can Miami keep that same the same thing that they're doing what they did in their first round series, the same thing they're doing in this series? Is it possible that Miami can knock off Toronto? I'm going to say no. I just like I like the bench better in Toronto, in Toronto than I do like the bench at then I like the bench at at Miami. I just I, I see a lot more potential in the Toronto bench because you got Terrence Ross coming off as a bench as a six man. You got you got other guys that are helping you in ways that you haven't been able to help in the last few years. Is this one of those this one of those series, one of those things where is it really, really possible that we can see a Canadian team in the NBA finals? Not with the way that Cleveland's playing. I just I just don't see uh, I don't see Toronto making it to the NBA Finals. But I can see them getting past Miami. I can see them doing all the things that they that they need to do to get past Miami. The question is, do they have enough firepower in do they have enough firepower in the tanks with the starting five? Because that's what's gonna that's what's gonna bring them to where they wanna be at. That starting five. The bench is strong for Toronto. The bench is strong for Miami. What bench, what role player will step up and take over this series? Because that's what's going to need to happen. That's what's going to need to happen. And for the other for the other game tonight, Golden State, Portland. We're playing at the Moto Arena. Portland won over 
Golden State at the at the Moto at the Moto Center, Moto Center, not the Moto Arena. Sorry for those Portland fans listening out there. Listening out there. No Steph Thompson. No no Steph Curry. Clay Thompson stepped up. Draymond stepped up. Andrew Bogut has been the, the defensive stalwart that, that that you thought that you got you got from got from when you first got there. And then you have Festus Azili come off the bench. You have James Michael McAdoo, who's giving you who's giving you some minutes. Most space is giving you giving you minutes, and he's knocking down buckets. Um, Leandro Barbosa can do pretty much anything you ask him to do on the, on the court. He'll play the one. He'll play the two. He'll play the three. I mean, if you ask him to play center, he probably play center for you. That's how much of a team player he is. And Andre Iguodala is going to be Andre Iguodala no matter what. I mean, you're thrusting him into the starting lineup a little bit, which is good. And, and Livingston, <laughs> I mean, you got you got Sean Livingston in, in your starting lineup, a six seven point guard who has such smarts. This is what makes Golden State so great. You got interchangeable parts. You got a bench that is so deep that it makes their team that much better. Because, for one, you don't have to rely on your starting five. You can put in that second five. You can put in the Fessas Azili's. You can put in the James Michael Michael You can put in the Eagle Dollar. The Eagle Dollars, the the Barbosas, players like that. You don't see a deeper bench than that. Cleveland may may you may get see that in Cleveland, you may get to see that in San Antonio, but you don't see that in any other any other team of the final eight that's left. You don't see that depth on the bench, especially at OKC, especially in Miami and Toronto, but. With Golden State, Portland's the same way. I mean, Portland, they don't have a deep bench, but they got role players that they can they can intertwine in. Do I think Portland gets a win? Do I think Portland gets a win in their in their games? I think they split the two games. I think they I think Portland will win tonight. And if they don't win tonight, it's because they went cold. But Portland wins tonight. Portland's gonna make a series of this. Does it mean there's going to be a 4-2 series? Does it mean there's going to be a 4-1 series? I'm leaning toward 4-1 than 4-2. I don't think that they can get two wins at home. I don't think they'll get a home. I don't think they'll get a win on the road as well. It's just, it's really hard. It's really hard to pick against Golden State in this series. But I can see Portland getting one game out of this. So, I'm leaning toward a full one. I think that I, I I think they'll get a split. And if they don't get a split, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, it might it might be some 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 talk around there, you know, of of getting some other players, you know, because they are missing they are missing a big piece of the big piece of the puzzle when Lamarcus Aldridge left. 
you, you saw a you saw a lot leave leave there. I mean, you got McCollum, you got Lillard back there. I mean, you got you got uh, Miles Plumley. You got Myers Leonard when he's healthy. You, you have other players on the bench that that are, that are good role players. Like I said, I mean, this is this is one of those one of those series that you know the outcome. You know what's going to happen. But you just wonder if it'll take four, five, or six games, especially with Golden State and, and Portland. You just, you just really wonder what you, what you have there, and it, it's a, it's a different type of feel with Golden State because you don't know the health of, you really don't know the health of Steph Curry. You really don't know. If he's healthy enough to play game four, you really don't know if he's healthy enough to even play the rest of the, the rest of the playoffs. But the fact of the matter is that he's actually gonna give it give it a little bit of a go. I mean, any other coaches probably would probably would shut him down. But since they're not shutting him down, I mean, this makes me wonder if he's as healthy if he's healthy or healthier than what he than what he's shown. Just a just a little bit a little bit of food for thought. A little bit of food for thought. But we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're gonna get into the Canelo American matchup. And we're also gonna talk a little bit of wrestling. So stay tuned.
Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us tonight. And I thank you for that. Hailing from Norfolk, Massachusetts. Give it up for him, y'all. Homie, my eyes too filled with the shit I seen. And daytime told me still I dream. When a cold glass filled with the feel I bring. And still it's old schooling when I ride on clean. And I could reach on to the levels above. Or maybe skyrocket to the levels of buzz. I'm feeling way better by the end of my run. So I'm in paradise kicking by the time that I'm done. You feel me? A new space where my mind is. Your opinion couldn't define this. And we searching only to find bliss. Steady living on, cause you can never rewind this. Living I earn, I give and I earn. Hustle and burn through the essence of spreading my word. I stay vivid to the dreams done. On these verses, I'm giving Cupid machine guns. So bada boom, what's love? Come on. Against the world, round one, nothing here to take the pressure off. On skylines, I can level off. I put my ego on the edges of clouds until I let them dry. Hitting the ground, good riddance. The boy rigid with sand and my mood shifting. Young nights with parties and new women. Regardless of the crowds, I'm thinking we too different, cuz. They in up for recognition, we in up for love. Cursing a dollar to the point that I'm getting me some. Miles above what was supposed to be out of my brains. Ironic, cuz I thought about jumping a gun. Biting bullets with the peace signs on them. Running from the ruckus to the whole path on us. Running and still, never forgetting where I came from. It's one love and one fan to the game's one. We ain't the same, son.
Back to the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Shout out to my man, Young Scoop, uh, Marquise Daniels, aka the aka Q6. Play his jam. Talk to you. 
Yo, check this check these dudes out, man. Their Twitter pages, Young Scoop. Uh, check out Marquise Daniels and Marquise underscore Daniels, and also at the Real Q Six. So check them out, and also check them out. Got a mixtape coming out. Coming out, it should be already out. So go check them out, man. You can check it out on iTunes as well. So also play a little play a little bit, my man Connor Cassidy. Shout out to Connor Cassidy. Uh, Mass boy doing good in Miami. Shout out to you. Now we're gonna get into we're gonna get into one of the like I said one of the biggest cards in in boxing right now. Um, this this is a big time matchup. Uh, Amir Khan Canelo saw Canelo Alvarez today. They actually christened the new T-Mobile Arena uh, in Las Vegas, which is the new arena, which is the newest arena in Las Vegas, where UFC 200 will be held. This is the first fight that this is the first fight card to be held in this arena. It's bigger than the MGM Grand by like 6,000 seats. Uh, got some big time, got some big time fights in this card. Canelo Alvarez and Amir Khan, they are cut from the same cloth in a way. Canelo Alvarez, redhead Mexican kid from Guadalajara. Amir Khan, a Pakistani immigrant from England. They're cut from the same cloth because they've been brought up in a way that breeds boxing. Canelo Alvarez became became a professional at the age of 15. Here he is at 26, fighting in his 48th professional fight, 49th professional fight. He's 46, one and one, 32 knockouts against a guy like Amir Khan, who three, four years ago was in talks to fight. Floyd Mayweather. Now it looks as though that fight may actually happen. May actually happen. We all know that there's a possibility of of um, Mayweather coming out of retirement to fight quote unquote Conor McGregor. There's also a, a rumor going around that he's actually wanting to fight Canelo again. He's actually wanting to fight Amir Khan again. How likely is that to happen? According to the WBC, it is unlikely to happen because should Canelo or Amir Khan fight win, either one of them win this fight, they will fight the winner of the card between David Lemieux and Glenn Tapia, which is a 12-round WBC eliminator. So, let's look at it this way. David Lemieux just got destroyed. And when I say destroyed, he got absolutely whitewashed by Triple G. This is This is where I think this is what I think has to happen. Canelo Alvarez and Mirkan, 
They're both HBO fighters. Triple G is an HBO fighter. What needs to happen, and if they really want to make some money, make this a big card, the winner of Amir Khan, Carlo Alvarez, needs to fight Triple G. This is a big money fight. Not only is that Canelo Alvarez is the Ring Magazine middleweight champion, which is something that that Triple G wants. He also wants a WBC championship. He owns every middleweight championship except for the WBC. Does this mean that Canelo will go ahead and fight as a true middleweight at 160? I think so. Does this mean that Amir Khan will go up from 54 to 60 to fight Triple G? This is this is what this is coming down to. Because David Lemieux and Glenn Tapia the winner of that fight will be the WBC mandatory. Will those guys take a step back for a Triple G Canelo or Triple G American matchup? This is very, 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 very interesting. And I want to break down this fight, guys. Break down Canelo Alvarez. Canelo is a boxer puncher. So the sweet jab. He's got power in both hands. But rather brawl. Can can brawl with you. Can box with you. He's a power punching boxer. Amir Khan. Really long arms. Really good power. Superior boxing skills than Canelo. But the thing with Canelo is he can re he can the thing with Canelo is, is that he can adapt. He can fight either style you want to fight. He's not afraid to fight either style. Cause he knows he's got knockout power. And he's never been knocked down. He knows he's got a good chin. Amir Khan's gonna test that chin tonight. Amir Khan, if he if he fights with his length and uses superior speed, this could be a long night for Canelo. Because, really, to me, the only two losses that 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 Amir Khan has. Well, he's only got one loss in my book, and that's the knockout loss that he had. The other two losses to that to that bum and, and the one in D.C. and then the second fight that he had in D.C. that he didn't get, those are bum fights. Those are bum fights, and I'll just put it this, and I'll put it that way. Now, Mikhan is very tall, five eleven, five eleven, middleweight. Who should be fighting at, at? Who should be fighting at fifty four or sixty? They both weighed in at one fifty five. Canelo 
I, I just think that when you look at when you look at this fight and how it would play out, this is going to be an all-out war. They're looking to fight a guy like they're looking to for that big money fight against Triple G. They're looking to be they're looking to fight that mandatory against against David Lemieux or Glenn Tapia. They're looking to possibly possibly go further. You know, in the own respect of Chris. This is this is one of those cards that just makes everything makes the world go around. Especially in boxing. So this not only affects forty seven, fifty four and 60. And I tell you why it affects 54. Because still got guys at 54 that are ready to step up. I mean, you got a 54 title holder that is talking about moving up to 60 to fight Triple G. You have you have a fighter from 47 who is willing to move up two weight classes to fight either Amir Khan or Canelo. You have a 68-pound fighter who's talking about coming down to 60 to fight Triple G. You have another 68-pound fighter who just won an IBF championship who wants Triple G. Don't think he's ready for that. <laughs> he's a tall, long fighter. He's like 6'3". Just won the 168 championship uh, in France not too long ago. Is he is he ready for that? I don't think he is. I really don't. Um, I just I just really don't think that that guy's ready for for what the pressure and the kind of the kind of fighter that he that he could possibly be. I mean, I don't think that I don't think he's ready. Not for that. Not for that that kind of fight. But then again, he may be ready. Who knows? But Triple G, I mean, you got so many people that, that's dictating what what to do right now. Triple G, he wants a big money fight. Pair him up with a guy like Sergey Kovalev on a pay-per-view card. Say November, October, September. Pair him up with Sergey Kovalev. Let's make the Sergey Kovalev Adonis Stevenson fight happen. Let's make that happen. Let's make Canelo Triple G happen. Let's make American Triple G happen. Let's make let's make Mayweather Triple G happen. This this is a lot of fights that could possibly happen. I mean, Kovalev Stevenson, you can make that fight. Kovalev Ward, you can make that fight. Kovalev Andre Ward, you can you can definitely make that fight. They're both HBO fighters. You can definitely make that fight. Tyson Fury, Vladimir Klitschko. I mean, you could actually move that card back. Labor Day, put them all, bundle them all up in one big car. 
and you probably have one of the biggest persons in all of boxing. You probably can have one of the highest view fights if you make it free on HBO. Or if you put it on HBO pay-per-view, you'll probably have big-time buys. Will I buy it? Probably so. I, I probably would buy that card just to see what Canelo Triple G would look like, just to see what, what Sergey Kovalev under Ward would look like, just to see – put Chocolatito on that card. Put – I mean, Chocolatito and, and Triple G was one of the highest-rated – Boxing matches this year. It got a 6-2 rating. The time frame that this fight was in on the East Coast, it got a 6-2 rating. That was better than in the playoff game that was on at the same time in, in that time frame. What makes you think that you couldn't do this? A Crystal Fury, a Triple G, a Triple G Canelo. I mean, I, I would love to see this all on one card. I would love it. I would love to see Anthony Joshua fight Deontay Wilder. Let's start unifying some belts. Let's start getting this together, because this is what this is what makes boxing boxing. Not the alphabet super belts. Then not only do you have the alphabet super belts, you have a minor world champion, you have you have a world champion, and then you have a super champion. And then you have an emeritus. Which means that because you're retired you retired as champion, you come back you're still champion. Come on man. Come on man. Let's make one belt. <laughs> one belt, people. One belt. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. One belt. Per alphabet suit. Whether it's the WBA, the WBC, the WBO, the IBO, the IBF. I mean, it's time to start putting these together. It's time to start putting these fights together. Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua are those time fighters. Why can't that fight? You got a guy like Anthony Joshua. And you got a guy like you got a guy like Anthony Joshua. You have a guy like Deontay Wilder. Both of these guys are knockout. Both of these guys can can put the best of them. Both of these guys have similar ability. Both have punching power on both hands. I would love to see that. That's going to happen. That fight's got to happen. Sergey Kovalev, Adonis Stevenson. Sergey Kovalev, Andre Ward has happened. Andre Ward, and if Carl Frotch decides he wants to come out of retirement, as rumored that he's talked about doing, to come and fight Triple G at 60, let that happen. Something has to happen in in, in the middleweight and light heavyweight class, from 50 junior middleweight all the way up to light heavyweight. Something has to happen in those weight classes, even heavyweights. Something has to happen in the heavyweight class in the heavyweight division. You got too many champions right now. 
when you should have a unified champion. I mean, you basically give Charles Martin a free run because because of an injury that had because of a freakish injury. He gets whitewashed by Anthony Joshua. Why is it that you didn't see? A, I mean, David Hayes. Okay, David Hayes back on the scene. David Hayes on the fight, Anthony Joshua. Why can't you get a? Why can't you have David Hayes fight a guy like? Why can't you have David Hayes fight a guy like Deontay Wilder? Deontay Wilder needs to fight. He's got a mandatory coming up. He's got a mandatory. Anthony Joshua has a mandatory. How about after those two mandatory fights? How about you put those two together? How about you put David Hay against the winner of? I mean, I know that David Hay is a Showtime fighter. I know that Klitschko and Fury are HBO fighters. Let's try to get this. Let's try to get this going. This is one of the one of the things that. Um, that happened with why you couldn't see the Pacquiao Mayweather fight because you had two different networks. And then you put them together and they packaged this thing and it wasn't as good as it could have been. I mean let's just let's think about let's just think about this for a minute. Is it is it possible to do this again? So Wilder, a Klitschko, Joshua, a Klitschko. I mean, you've got you've got options now. A Fury, a Klitschko Fury three fight. You know, you've got options there. You really got options, and I think that once you, once the dust clears and once the dust settles, oh boy, more fights are gonna happen. I mean, because you still got other fighters that are ready to step up and fight. I mean, you you got. I mean, there's so many up and comers right now. That are ready to that are ready to step up to the big time. I mean, big time. But are they actually ready? I, I don't know. Like I said, you got you have options right here. You have options right here. So I mean, let's just let's just think about that for a minute. But. Take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk some wrestling. Man, all these whole like group. Got the main bitch face down, beat the little bitch down, back it on up, go soup. Let a friend 
Vince had team on the dick, so man like Nike just do it. Told the bitch bite down, why she getting piped down for a white girl on my team, no jersey. Rip that cool little nigga like woo. I'm still the man, nigga, who the fuck is you? Still got my ice on, rhyme with the top on, pour the whole 30 on my floor, be an ass off, bang, roll, press in the motherfucker, leaning like a motherfucker, damn, Mike, like my cup, mighty. Feel like Mike, tight, son, all these little niggas biting. Got my rolling super bloody, diamond striking like lightning. Bitch, yo, watch gon' ease up, tramp on the cool ball, white light, got it. Hanging out the motherfucking cool. I'm getting money, I don't know about you. I feel like Mike Tyson, all these rookies are biting. I got niggas in the system boxing, but they fighting. Mike Joy, Mike Jackson, nah, but tight. I be running through that dick, acting like Mike Tyson. You can cut the lights out, bitch, and still see my fighter. I can stop to yourself, all my hoes so excited. You can call her what you want. Buy that chicken, shit, I can feel like my tight son of my dog call me a lion. Young nigga trapping with a beef for 300 shit, rest in peace, one skis. Blue Benji for the skeezer. Cross time, whole shit, well known either. Scream be the OG Pojo. Trapping out of circle with a Glock 4050. 4500 on sneakers. Walking on blood, FN, little nigga. You don't want beef, little nigga. Hey, first by the cat, little nigga. Talking too much, you ain't a killer. Got a bedroom filled up with chop. Send me out of handgun, got out. Feels perk, lean, loud, who shop. Tax fuck, nigga, I don't play with him. No peace, I'm going back and forth with him. Run through shit, niggas know me. Big bank road, that's my ID. Pull up, pull up like skirt. Throwing gang signs, hang them in the earth. Going down, down, baby, I'm a lunatic. Need a money to speak them on some other shit. Rockin' give a bad bitch, wanna fuck with me. Rap niggas like Dyke can't fuck. I feel like Mike Tyson. All these rookies are biting. I got niggas in the system boxing, but they fighting. Mike Joy, Mike Jackson, nah, but Tyson. I be running through that dick, acting like Mike Tyson. You can cut the lights out, bitch, and still see my fighting. I can stop to yourself. All my hoes so excited. You can call her what you want. She buy that ticket. She like it. Feel like Mike Tyson. My dog call me a liar. See, we rolling? One of those days, things finally start to make a little more sense. And I spent way too much time trying to find what's next and not enjoying what's now. So you know what? So what? This one's for the road. Just... Yeah, one, two, what, what? Uh, the right to rise in this life of mine. Hardly search and still find a time. A little freedom in the mind. Got the right to find, so I go, go. Better believe I'ma die for what's real and live for what's good. Forget how y'all feel. Give it a chance to trade spots with anyone I want. Why? Cause the family working too hard, serving too long, stressing too much, no help with us up again, us on. On. So I'ma get it all just to give it back Start it off where you limit that Reroute where I get it at, get it at, get it at yeah. See the verse, make the hands on the clock Move slow, verse us, we ahead of that Still feeling behind on the road Dismissing opinions I know 
With women that come and they go Many your miles I roam I'm moving in and out of my zone But truth is no matter where I'm at I'm proudest at home, man with friends from all over, masked out the boulder yeah. Hot spots, the spots is way colder yeah. From South Beach to Miami to California yeah. From Dallas up to Canada Glorifying the murder of music, I ain't a fan of you Using the influence to blatantly fucking plan it up It's still a world's on mine with a camera, bruh Mine with a camera, motherfucker uh, I see shade when the trees are good See peace when my peeps are good See dimes when the sheets are good Fade out like a time bomb Boom Spend way chillin' when the seats are good But like 10 days still I'm tryna eat for good Open if it's off and show the song what I'm on yeah. The one son, I'ma grind to the sun up Dug in my memory, never set up a run up Rollin' with the baddest, the side effect of the come up We rise up when they all go down Wake up in a small ass town Provide what they want, little ease for the cost New uptown park, what they call us down For real, get it in Chased up, now we layin' the flame loose I stay true from the soil, I make do Life switch rounds, till I'm claiming the same dude Bending the same rules, we double breaking the same rules and now, girl, anywhere in the world, you tryna see I'ma take you Hop up on a plane till I put in the plane view I break through bands and still bound for the same fate they do Uh, I break bills up high, same dues, they talking for a while Ain't true, don't ever ride with a style, it ain't you and nowadays bring a little hope with the name dude Came through sipping the youth found the high proof My age up, but who cares did I do? They change up when it changed up Make sense on it, fake friends on it My house, I gotta pay in the rent on it True time, the only thing I'ma spend on it Skylines with no signs of ends on them Time tires, crime waves, depend on them So I sound wave, die when it ties up Driven till I got me a shovel, pulling my ride up Girl, I do it for the kids without it Came to the signs, never knew how to count shit Shout out to the folks who know nothing about this Jay's on my tongue, I'm running my mouth quick I'm in 606 like damn, maybe I'm missing out this Got me in the club knowing I ain't about this Out up on the grove, really knowing the names of people I'm out with I'm done with it My foresight, I'ma run with it Knock, knock from the girls below Who too good for the world Girl, you want a free drink? Better come with it Come with it And she's giving a mad quick Slave to the sea She a permanent actress A good girl with the look of a bad bitch Only plan B in a form of a tablet, yeah. And my newfound chance Wanna ask why I work so hard Well, since I've been in the city Trying to pay the rent And so I grind Cause I ain't content And that's all All about dose And hawk your damn right 24-7 I'll be on my job So I guarantee you By the time that I finish I'm living for Something better than just a plaque on the wall, I'm gone. I'm a ho- I have no motherfucking fear. I have no fear. I have only ambition, and I want mine, and I will do anything to protect and feed my family. Ella, I'm 
Tuscaloosa, touching down, touchdown, holding the crystal ball, clutching crowns, dynasty, Belgrade's ghost, steady reminded me our defense dominant, plus offensive line of beat, running back, safeties and cornerbacks, we on attack, roll tide, 200 interceptions, 100 sacks, elephants are super intelligent, but if ever push, we'll stomp war eagles and gators, if they are edible, sports and a highlight, they say are incredible, look up at the Boy, if they we ahead of you, roll tide, you should just pledge it too, from some tight nation, that is who you reppin' too. I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, hey, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide. Coming to happen with 
the reason why I think that this is going to happen, why I think it's so much better for the for the company as a whole, this could be good because you have AJ Styles who's over as the face. Do you make the Bullet Club a face fashion? Similar in the ways that you have Similar in the way that you have, but they're so over as as the tweeners, and you can make them faces. That you know, what 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 do you do with what do you do with a new day? What do you? I mean, do you put them in a program of the pavilion since now, since the whole thing has come about with. Since the whole thing has come about with the NGA class. Last weekend, which was pretty, it's just pretty crazy. So I mean, like you, you got, you got a lot of things that can happen. Young kids, maybe it's a time to to show them what real love and what real affection is. Teach them the right ways, because without us, what what, what can they do? I mean, nowadays you got babies raising babies. You got. You got young mother. You got mothers who are in their thirties that are already that are in their early thirties. That's already grandparents. So I mean, there's a lot of things that that you, that that needs to that needs to happen. That needs to be different. And with that being said, man, like I said, happy happy Mother's Day to all the mothers yesterday. Also, uh, like I said. Happy, happy Mother's Day to my mother, my sisters, and all the mothers out there. Again, you are, you are what, what we are. You're the bears. We're just, we're just the donors. So with that said, I say salute to you, and we're gonna step out. Let's go tailgate. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T, I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Gotta find something. Oh, I can't? But I can try, right? Yeah. But what then? You know that ain't so bad. Yeah. I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy, and then I turned to a man on my own. The lone wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, 
staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Weight of the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck Yeah Let it rock But you want some soul shit Yeah And she just keeps saying You can't rescue me Oh nah You know what, maybe you're right. But what you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought realistic Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it Said only I can reach it And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone I'll be hearing spirits so you can hear this Yeah, well these rappers stuck on the same product Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it Riding, whipping through the horizon, my timing is something better than it's ever been. They call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz. Hip hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence. Back to the wall where I started back in the day. I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight. Trying to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own. Now I swear I'm afraid of nothing. I'm screaming after the phone. While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal, how I ran up the standards of how we live it. It's funny they pull a the camera up. The picture how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone. And you just how I started by killing this on my own. My word is my bond. And I'm just out on my own.